This week on the Fake Outrage Report, more movie casting outrage. Well, sort of. And have you ever wondered what it would be like to snort sugar? Welcome to the Fake Outrage Report, everybody. Phil Causey here with you as always, and my face hurts. Sandeep Sen, how's your week been so far? Uh, my face feels great. Your uh, face feels much better. One of our faces feels good. Okay, so 50% of the host's faces feel okay. I had to get mouth surgery this morning, and it like seriously hurts to talk. <laughs> like, I don't know how I'm doing this right now, but we're going to power through. Well, sh- we should have given you whiskey at my place, you know, just like World War II. <laughs> I don't know, because if I get any in there, it might, like... Actually, no, that'd clean the wound, wouldn't it? Or the Civil War. In Civil War, they they Civil War, whiskey. they just hold you down and they, uh... But that was the anesthetic. You ever see Glory? I did. That scene where they hold the guy down and saw his leg off, still... That scene still fucking haunts me to this day. Anyway, that's super gross. I don't want to get into what I had to get done, but I had to get something chopped out of my mouth this morning. We're going to leave it at that. Sandeep, I do also want to say I'm sorry that the bears are terrible this year. Uh, we're we're getting used to it at this point. It's it's expected, you know. Yeah, it, there's always a silver lining. Like you get a higher draft pick when your team sucks. Yeah. How many good draft picks have you guys gotten though in the last five ten years? No, we're always so mediocre that we don't get a good draft draft oh, pick. Oh, see that we're good enough to get a shitty draft pick and yeah, shitty enough to not yeah. Get when in your the team playoffs. is five hundred, yeah, that's all you got. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> this week's guest with us is uh, the great Frank Liotti. How's it going, man? Hi, it's okay. It's not bad, good man. It's always awful, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Frank, I'm excited to have on the show. And I definitely I want to tell the story of how I met Frank. Because oh it, it started with, uh, the show is about outrage. It started with a small local, I don't know if it's considered it like a, a aggression or if it's outrage. But this is what you happened. You really want to tell that story? All right. I you, do, you, to put it all in context. <laughs> I haven't heard this story, so, so I'm excited to hear it is, for the first time. Uh, everyone, this is going to be you a little bit. tell your version of it, and I'll tell mine. This is going to be a little bit inside baseball, but if. So I'll try to keep those I parts hate out. This story, but there though, used Phil. to be, there used to be a, a bar called Stairs Bar, which was in the uh, Lower East Side in Manhattan, and it was <laughs> supposed to be a gay bar, but really it was but just it an wasn't open a bar. mic bar. It was just no, there were no yeah. patrons, it and was the people just, that worked there were straight. I, 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 here's the thing: I'm the reason why that bar became part of the comedy scene. I personally lived upstairs from there, and I went down to the like manager, and I brought an open mic there. He asked me if I had any more friends, and I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, I do. So then it became a six, nine a week, nothing but open mic and bar show. I can attest to this. Like, I, I knew Phil, and yeah. I'd come to stairs, and it was a nothing bar. There was nothing ever. No one was ever no there was except ever there. Yeah. And it was discovered by Phil yeah. in this little, in the East Village. And <laughs> so uh, there was a mic one night that was run by uh, Matt Marin, who, who does the Comedy Fight Club, which is great. Go check it out sometime. Love Matt Marin. And he put up a post online saying that if you did, if you came up with no sleeves, because that's what he's known for having no sleeves. If you did a no sleeves uh, shirt, I'll put you in the first two groups. And I, I was like, fuck it, yeah, I, I have tons of no sleeve shirts. I'll I'll wear one. Yeah. And you you have a sufficient bro wardrobe. Yeah, I, I have a, a a bro. Is there an abbreviation for that? Like a bro drobe. Bro drobe. I don't drobe. know. <laughs> <laughs> and. So the thing is, that bar owner and I did not get along because he, and I don't want to talk shit about really anybody, but basically, he he was part of the Russian mafia, from what we understand. I don't know him really that well, but the thing was, the bar was like gonna go under, and so just to make fun of the bar and the fact that no gay guys ever went there, I thought it'd be funny (laughs) to stand up on top of the bar, pretend I was a gay guy, and just change my shirt from regular to no sleeve on top of the bar. 
And I forgot that comics don't think anything is funny. That's not true. No, 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 no not you. But okay. like, so I sit up on top of the bar before like an open mic, and I was like, "How's it going, guys?" Like, and I did like like a gay stereotype, and you know, like I threw my shirt at one of my friends. Like, just I thought it it'd be funny. Hot. And all the thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so then, after the glares and the awkwardness ended, I got off the bar. I did not know Frank, and. I didn't, so he just starts yelling at me, and I didn't know he was serious, so I just kept egging him on for the first, like, 30 seconds of the conversation until he started actually saying mean shit to me, and I was like, oh, no. And then uh, somebody, after he stormed out of the bar, was like, hey, uh, that dude's, like, pretty important. He, like, headlines oh, Carolines and shit. He's kind of a big deal right yeah. now. So you just pissed off somebody who's, like, several years above you in the scene. Good job, moron. <laughs> and I, I was, like, kind of like, oh, shit, like, this guy's gonna get me, slash, oh, I don't ridiculous. like to make enemies. I, I mean, in this scene, I don't like to make enemies. All I like right. to be cool with as many people as I can. And so, you know, I eventually, a week or two later, I met up with Frank, apologized, and we've been... Uh, and I called him a faggot, so yeah. he would be more comfortable. I deserved it, really. I deserved it. No, be- that's you missing the point. I said the word that you're, like, not ever supposed to use so that it would be okay. <laughs> so, Can so, I tell my version yes, of the story Yes, t- tell really your quick? half of the story. So it was the month... I went back to an open mic. It was the Monday after Gay Pride Weekend, and gay marriage oh, had right. been passed. <laughs> and my pathetic group of hissing, lisping people can never get a fucking law set into action. They're always murdered and dragged in Wyoming from pickup trucks. Anyway. That's so a, well, that's a shepherd reference, right? It was I was just there. You were just there. I was just performed in Wyoming. It was crazy. It was How far was, were you from where I that was went there. down? I was in Laramie in the mountains. Oh man. It was, in the, it was it was really haunting. But anyway, <laughs> so he I see this kid jump up on the board, hey he wants to marry me. He wants to marry me gay marriage. And I got mad, but I was also like <laughs> Like, I didn't know him, and I was, you know, I was like, what the fuck? Like a fucking idiot. And he was like, what is this, your first open mic? <laughs> well, that, that, well, yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. But, what and, happened like, was, and I felt like such an idiot after the fact because, like. Oh, me too. I felt like such an asshole. Like, I'm it was, the most homophobic person, gay or straight. So it's like, it's like for me to even, I don't give a shit. Like, now, for me to even say that Just for people who don't know, don't know you, you are a gay gentleman yourself. Correct? Yes, okay. I am. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Basically, he was I hate doing women. Doing a, a stereotypical gay guy. Yes. And you, well, I just said I hate women. Offended. Someone else said at least fake laugh because someone called me a misogynist <laughs> recently. <laughs> <laughs> I get called it all the time. It's fine. All right. But, so oh, that's right. Because you were, I, I was like, dude, what are you so offended for? What are you, like six months in, oh, man? Jesus. And that, that was what actually pissed you off. Because I'm broke and I've been struggling in comedy for 87 <laughs> yeah, have, years. Haven't we all fucking been? But, uh, oh, yeah. that. And I felt like <laughs> such a dickhead for like so did a I, long though. time afterwards. Well, that's the ultimate insult as a comic. You can say whatever you want about someone if someone's gay. Like, what call the F word, whatever. But yeah, don't yeah, say just started comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> See, that's always a telltale thing for me. Is somebody who gets offended way too easily is somebody who usually hasn't been around enough to get like desensitized. Oh, but when I we never talk about. get fucking offended. If I do at an open <laughs> mic, which I don't, I'll leave the room if somebody's just an idiot. Yeah. But like, I remember my first open mic ever when I started in 2006. I did it for six months and quit, and I came back in 2009. Was that Comedy Cellar? Was it the Cellar? There was a mic then. They had open mics back My then? My first open mic was at the Cellar. I had just taken that class. I was in the middle of the Jim Mandrinos' class at Gotham. And he was like, you got to start going to mics, everybody. So that was my first one. Ooh. Remember, it was freezing out. I got there 45 minutes early, and it's cold out. The sun is going down. And when the list finally comes out, everyone grabs it, and I ended up being, like, number 22. So we go in. That's and early at most mics lately. It was brutal. <laughs> So I thought you oh, had man. to order a real drink. I ordered like a scotch and soda. Like I didn't know you couldn't. Yeah. Do it. 
So, like, finally 21 goes on stage, and this guy's on stage, and he's like, so this motherfucking faggot was on my stoop with AIDS, and uh oh, faggot, gay, uh, burn. And I was like, no punchlines. <laughs> like, I was just looking around. The I just got out of fucking Yale drama school, like, where everyone was so politically correct and humorless and disgusting. <laughs> and then it was my first time on stage, and I was like, clap it up for... I don't know, clap it up for Darnell. He's opening for Liza Minnelli at the Roxy next week. <laughs> it was the only laugh I got because it was truthful. Everything else was about like, I don't know. I don't know what it was. But you know what I'm saying. I yeah. made a joke about Corky from Life Goes On in my first open mic, The Retarded Kid. Yeah. So I was not. We're all shameful of the first kind of stuff we used to write. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> right. But yeah, so that's the story of how I met right. Frank Liotta. And I, oh, wait, I, what upset you about Phil that, that day? You probably you because it was the one time like we had a win. Like we, okay. when it I was say, two days after gay marriage got it was passed. Like, yeah, it was the, the Monday, day after gay pride. The weekend. Monday after gay pride day, which was because it's always in June, and I didn't know him. And the thing is, like, yeah, gays are always so fucking beaten up. Like you can't, like, like I was on Dante Nero's podcast, and someone writes in and is like, "I like this girl, but I don't want to be a faggot and keep it to myself." And I'm like, "Okay, wait a minute. Like we all know there's a word in this room as the one white guy that I can't say. Uh -huh. Like that's <laughs> not all right." And fucking yeah. Twitter was flooded with like. Oh, his skirt flew up like a bitch, and da da da. da. Mm -hmm. The thing is, it's because what we're inundated in television with like your highlights are amazing. Oh my god, like those aren't even gay people; those are just assholes. Yeah. What is she wearing? <laughs> she looks like a disco ball. That's not gay. That's just a fucked up, <laughs> affected idiot. Yeah. Like I know more people like me, pretty much, but we're not represented. Like, you're, you're. you're a homosexual. Well, I know that, I but AIDS, you'd be though. considered what would be like like a bear, right? Because you have a bear. I, I like how that's always the follow-up. disgusting, yes, though. You'll yeah. have to clarify. You, don't have AIDS. you have like three listeners, right? Because now that I said I don't have AIDS, I, I don't want to get attacked. <laughs> we're on the double digits, but uh, yeah. Because you have like a big beard and you're like a big dude. Like yes, I wouldn't fight you if I didn't know now. you. I'm like, juicing now, though. I can't fight. Are you are you a bear in the? Uh, no, the yeah, that's disgusting. I'm a man. <laughs> okay. I dumped a bucket of water on someone Sandeep, three weeks ago. For those of you who don't Sorry, know, him, always asks right lots of gay sex questions when we sit in the room. So huh? we're gonna we're gonna hop off that right okay, now. We're gonna it. hop into some outrage topics as the show is supposed supposed to but be. But anyway, about that's here. how we met, and it's yeah. kind of like we have a story forever, and hopefully yeah. everyone will will stay in comedy and we can laugh about it. Yeah. Well, I think that's the key with being comics is that people get people get upset, and I think comics can like. Can look at it, you know. Can can well, look at it in from retrospect. It's pretty shit fucking go. hilarious. And I mean, yeah. he's like, he's such a good guy, and you know, he's not yeah. homophobic and whatnot. It was just the moment. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, like, because you, you, the context of not knowing me at that point in time, probably thought I was a raging dickhead. But then after you spend a few minutes with me, like, I'm very pro-gay. Like, I'm pro-gay rights, pro-gay everything. Like, I wish. You're more gay sex than I am. It's, uh... Dude, if, I wish I could be gay. It'd be great. My life would be so much I could easier. Be straight, it would be so much easier. Dude, really? Yeah. Grass is always greener, isn't it? it yeah, is. it is. Now, why do you feel that way? Because it's kind of like, I don't know, it's just so easy. It's like one less thing to worry about. Yeah, I feel like, the same like, way. You, you know, when the Time Warner man comes over, you can't be, oh, my roommate will sign the paper because I have to go to work. Like when you're almost 40 and you have a roommate, you look like, you know, you have a mental problem. My roommate's <laughs> going to tie my shoes and then I'm going to go to work and he'll sign the paper. <laughs> my roommate. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to resist the urge to make fun of Sandeep right now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you know we both I mean. have roommates. Shut up. Yeah, but I'm 30. Okay, that's true. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> See, yeah, I, I guess New York, that doesn't count. No, New York, you get an extra 10 years. Nobody gives a shit. But when you're lying, it feels like goofy. That's my point. But see, I, I wish I could be gay for like the like the the stereotypical reasons everyone always jokes about. Like, oh, it's easier to get laid, and all they it do is, is just. It is easier to get laid, though. That is true. Because oh, the apps, like, it is. Like, it, that is not. That's not a stereotype. That's just true. Just, yeah, that's in just ten math. minutes you can get laid. You can just yeah. You can order. It's like ordering a pizza. Out. You can. Mm. But it's also you know there's like a friend of mine. Uh, 
you know, a friend of mine's eyes were bugging him recently, and he had you. There's a lot of shit that goes around. There's still, you know, syphilis and gonorrhea, and so people still have to be careful. But yes, you mm-hmm. can get laid more easily. I don't, but you can. It makes me nervous, but you can. I can't do that kind of quickie. I never could. It always made me. You like nervous. to actually be wind and dine. I'm a little bit more old wind and dine. I'm a little bit more like. <laughs> Wide and dined. I like to be wide and dined. I need. To <laughs> I, I wait ninety I like, days. Um, I have a ninety day limit. Some, I need a Hennessy and some uh, caviar and foie gras. All right. So I enough about. I don't just give this dick to anyone. Enough about right. gay dating. We have to keep um, it driving. Moving. Let's get on to some outrage topics here. And this oh, is yeah. one of my favorite ones you've had lately, and I'll tell you, you're going to find out why in a minute. But another, yet another Hollywood casting story came up in the outrage universe or the outrage community or whatever we're calling it lately. I think this is one of our main themes of outrage. Well, Hollywood you casting outrage. I don't, we don't go looking for it. It just happens that way. And so what happened was it was reported by a Twitter account called the Unreal, real spelled like the movie real news, that they were going to do a new live action Mulan remake. Okay. And they allegedly were considering casting Jennifer Lawrence in the Mulan role. And that pissed everyone off for the same reason that everyone always gets pissed in off. In the what role? In what role? M- Mulan. I've never seen that movie. Who I know of it. I mean, a Mulan. Well, it's a movie about like a like an Asian female Who's warrior. Who's the Mulan role in the original one with uh, Nicole Kidman? Well, no, that was that was Pocahontas or something, I Mulan think, Rouge? no, wasn't it? Oh, no, no. Did you say Mulan's Mulan Rouge? Mulan's animated, dude. <laughs> oh, you mean that. I thought you said Mulan Rouge. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean the Disney the, the princess Disney pr- pr- thing. warrior princess lady, the oh, Asian thing. Okay. And so they're talking about making a making a, a Jennifer remake, Lawrence Jennifer uh-huh. Lawrence version. So people were obviously pissed, like, oh, Hollywood whitewashing, mm-hmm. da, 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 you mm-hmm. know. And people got super, super, super angry about this. And then so you know, then the regular people came out to explain, like, hey, you need to cast someone with mega star power if you need if you want budgeting to get that movie, which is the normal set of. You know, this normal conversation that goes back and forth. Like, no, but you could have found somebody. This is why it's my favorite thing that's happened recently. is because it turns out this person's Twitter account did it as a fake story. <laughs> <laughs> the real, real, the unreal, real? Yeah, the unreal news did it as just a straight-up troll job. Oh. So Which is, is there a movie Mulan coming out? No. <laughs> <laughs> they just did it to fuck with people. It was a joke. It was a joke that the because it and that's I think a good uh, statement as to where that you know outrage world is at these days. Is right. it, it's so sensitive that you report something fake that sounds like it's plausible and people just go right after it. Right. They don't even research. Here's what I wonder: Is it white people getting upset when this stuff happens? Generally Who speaking, in life it is mostly white people in general. Yeah, probably. Upset. White yeah. people have got to stop being upset on behalf of other people for shit that doesn't matter. Yeah. We had think- Tommy Kang on the show, who's an Asian gentleman, uh, for a similar topic a few months ago, and he straight up defended the decision to cast a white person in an Asian role. Look, if you're, so, yeah, if you're making it's always a movie, white people. I think people just think that making movies like mints money, and every movie, ma- but movies bomb. Like if you're, it, you have to get someone to fund it. They have to put up all the money first. Right. And you know, when you're talking about a money making venture. You can't worry about all this other shit. You want to have to. You want to cast an A-list celebrity, and it's not just breaking even either. Like if you spend thirty million in a movie and you made fifty, that's not considered a success in the movie world. Well, if you, you know made I mean? fifty, but you could have made a hundred, that's a fifty million dollar opportunity cost, and you can't expect people to worry about this yeah. kind of shit. But what, what I remember most recently, 
to have been an outrageous kind of rage was Zoe Saldana as Nina Simone. And I remember they were, like a lot of people online were flipping out because she was in quote unquote blackface. And I thought, well, you know, she is in part African-American and they were using makeup to make her look more like Nina Simone. So I didn't consider that blackface, but I'm not African-American. That said, I have so many good friends that I went to these fancy training programs with at Yale Drama School, or you look at like a Viola Davis, a beautiful actress who could have been so much more fit to play that role. So I do get it. Like here is a perfect role for someone who is unconventionally beautiful. And it was so not what Nina Simone was about. Like Nina Simone was about being as real as real can be. You know, that was, that's when I kind of understand the outrage over, but it took these different like weird avenues and brought other stuff into it that I don't think were valid. Like the, the makeup to change an actor's face is kind of like as old as the theater. That's what, you know, people did. People wore masks in Greek theater. Yeah, and there usually are... Uh, Anyone playing Cyrano, you don't have to find somebody with a five-inch nose sticking out of his face to play it. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? You put on a nose. I mean, I always tell the story about when I first graduated from school, I went to SUNY Purchase for a BFA and Yale Drama School for an MFA. My dad was a janitor. My mom worked in a factory. So I broke my ass to get that far. My first audition to understudy this Broadway show, they took away from me. They said, you're not a person of color, and this guy is Hispanic. And I, you know, for those of you who don't know me, I look Hispanic. And I said, well, you need an understudy for Bobby, this other character who's white. That'd be a great role, too. And they said, uh, you, well, you uh, don't look like you're from Texas. <laughs> so it's kind of like I was never able to work in New York theater looking. I look more Arabic and Latino than yeah, Italian. Yeah, I thought you were like Egyptian or something when I, yeah, when I met you. So in having my name, Liadi, like I could never work in New York theater. So every now and then I would get like the servant because they don't want to put people of color in the servant roles. So I just got screwed with the political correctness and with the, it's not even always political correct. It's like change for the good. But I just got screwed in that. I always felt like the bread was being taken from my mouth and I never was able to work in theater. I worked in TV and I do more now because of comedy, but mm -hmm. you know. So you're saying you had to establish yourself doing comedy a little bit to get some of those theater roles that you wanted? Uh, no, television. I was never able to work in theater. Theater is, theater is either white or black. It really, really is. It okay. really is. And if they have like one or two, you see it. You'll see a musical with a bunch of white chorus girls and maybe three women of color. You know, you see it. It's... Why don't they put non-white or black people in theater? They do put black people in theater. No, non-white or oh, black. Oh, non... Wait, what do you mean? You said only it's only white or black. It's so Why white or black. It's because it's... I feel like they're selling it to white America, to wealthy people from Long Island and Jersey. Well, they are. Theater or tickets, Kansas absolutely. Or Ohio. Theater I mean, Hamilton tickets. tickets go for 800 right. and up. Or people I that mean, will go and see, like, say, Wicked and whatnot. Like, like Jessica Kirsten and I went to a week in Ohio and Indiana and Illinois a year ago. And the kids said to both of us, What are you? What are you? You know, what, what's your background? What are you? <laughs> oh so God. America doesn't know what somebody like, you know, you or me really looks like. You know, Phil, they would just think is like someone with Down syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you are general, generally, genuinely confusing to anyone, right? My what, like my background is? Yeah, but that's yeah, the point. Say... It, sh it shouldn't fucking matter. It should just be if somebody is talented enough. Uh -huh. So if yeah, I'm truthful, I'm like, I'm a 100% I agree. You know what I'm saying? It Absolutely. should be if somebody is good. I never see Italians playing Italians. Maybe I'm, what, this, everyone's like, what about The Sopranos? What about De Niro and uh, Pacino? What about 1974 and 1991? You know, that was when those shows took place.
<laughs> but you know, yeah. it's like. So I, I, I get your yeah. So you're. I mean, this is a pretty big tangent. So you're you're pretty much mad that there. You feel like there's not enough roles for Italians specifically. No, I don't think that it's that. I I I don't know that there could be because who would that really like? What demographic would that speak to? People in the South don't really know anything other than some kind of Brooklyn-y Italian American experience. I'm just saying that I wish that the roles were a little bit more. Like in other words quote-unquote minority groups have people looking out for them so mm -hmm. they'll make sure that a black person is cast or hopefully that an asian person is cast occasionally it's it's criminal how they're not ever but it's like i don't get cast because i'm considered this this type so i'm a police officer or an italian i just did a high maintenance on hbo for the first time i was just a person and the whole role got cut except for hi my name is marco <laughs> <laughs> and you, played, and you played a guy named Marco, I too. I played a guy named Marco, but that was okay, because he was a meth addict. It wasn't about, The whole role like, got cut, so you just introduced yourself, and then they didn't... In, an, in a Crystal Meth Anonymous meeting, my oh, name okay. was Marco, and then my whole story got cut, which was my material. They need to have more Crystal Meth Addicts, too, in roles. You know? I tried it. It was them. fun. I did it once. You know, they, they cast that Crystal Meth Addict, and there are plenty of Crystal Meth Addicts I that tried it wanted. in 2004. It was the best 20, 40 hours of my life. So back to this, this topic okay, okay, here. Okay, okay, uh, okay. This... Twitter account put out this story that Jennifer Lawrence is playing Mulan. People mm -hmm. got super mad and attacked them and said, oh, another Hollywood sucks. Blah, blah. Right. And these people, they just started egging it on more. And they put out another tweet saying that the love interest was going to be played by Zac Efron. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I think that's one of the most brilliant troll jobs I've ever seen in my life. You like, have to laugh at stuff like that. You have to. Now that everyone knows it's fake, it's hilarious. People were taking it to the Oscars this year. People get so insane with stuff. It's, I don't know. You know, when they know nothing about it, because right. in this case, this is when a they know fake nothing about story. it. That's the key. That's this the is key. a fake. This didn't happen. Right. Mulan's father, played by Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Shit like that. And so. This is a great verdict, I think, we have here. This is fake outrage about a fake story. It's like, it's like double fake. Well, it's fake. real outrage about a fake story. Well, see, the it's thing is... It's just outrage, yeah? It, it is outrage, but the thing is, like you were saying, it's always people that have nothing to do with it. It's always right. white people pretending to get mad right. on behalf of other people. Often. Often, Which right. is often right. what it is. And so this is definitely the, like a the great... true liberals, I mean, Asians yes. are busy, like, you know, just, just doing well in school and shit to, like, care about... You know, to get pissed off about who's playing Mulan. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they, they don't go to the movies. They've got calculus to study. Right. All right, there we go. Some stereotype jokes <laughs> that are cringeworthy. But it was started by the Asian guy on the show, so I'm not going to get in as much trouble for it. Go fuck yourselves. Uh, so that one's pretty cut and dry. Fake outrage. It's weird to get upset about. I mean, I, I get the sentiment, but these are private people trying to make a movie, trying to, you know... No, no, there was Who's no movie. Gonna, this didn't happen. No, it's but in general, fake. that concept of it, you know, like, and marketability and all this shit, like, you have to expect them to take it into account. It's, it's, a, it's not a government money. It's like, it's someone, people putting it together and working on a project. Yeah, 100%. Right. Totally. But that's why I do think the Nina Simone example is, I mean, she's a legend. She was a legend while she was alive. And Viola Davis is an Academy Award nominated actress who's a killer actress and who could have really made that movie something. Nobody's seen it. Everybody involved with is embarrassed to have worked on it. They always say it publicly. Did it come out yet? I think it did. Zoe Saldana said she was embarrassed to be associated with it. That was just really... There's a child is screaming. All right. Oh, yeah. By the way, for those of you who haven't realized it yet, we're park casting today. We're outside. So if there's any weird bad sound quality or background noise, 
Eh, yeah. Nothing we can do there about that. There are little that. kids who are playing soccer, but they're screaming like they're being abducted and <laughs> burned <laughs> with wire hangers that are lit on fire. <laughs> Zoe Saldana, like, in other words, if they had... Zoe Saldana is not going to sell any more tickets than Viola Davis, for example, or Alfre Woodard, and those women could have killed and had knocked it out of the park. I had just seen the Nina Simone documentary from last year, and I was, not, I was never a Nina Simone fan. You know, I listen to classic rock, but what a story. I mean, and how can you not be a fan when you do listen? It's just so sad. <laughs> they could have really had a good actress make something out of that story. Yeah. So you, you're saying that the outrage is legitimate if this story were real. <laughs> you, mean the, you mean the story about the, the Mulan. Mulan? Yeah. Would that be legitimate? Probably because there are no roles for that. For like, yeah. if, if there is like a young girl that's a Mulan type, mm. there's nothing for her. You, they just mm -hmm. don't get produced. So, yeah, exactly. that would suck because, uh, you know, especially Jennifer Lawrence. Good God. Yeah. <laughs> boring. Somebody with an addiction problem that has a little bit of an edge. Some, <laughs> some of these actresses are so bland. Yeah. I, I don't know where she came from or why she's the biggest name in showbiz. She show came out of nowhere but... and won all these Oscars. Yeah. And hey, good for her. I'm not hating. I'm, I, don't, her. I don't. I know nothing about acting. I have no desire to act. I think acting is hard and scary and all power to anybody who wants to do it. But yeah. Anyway, so that one, legit outrage if it were real, but it's a fake story, <laughs> so it's fake outrage. <laughs> but they took the bait. Oh, they did. Oh, the internet took the bait on that one. Moving along to more fakeness here. This story comes from Auckland, New Zealand, and th this is what happened. There was a, a school fundraiser one night at a local school, and the theme was Vegas. It was a Vegas-themed fundraiser okay. where all the parents and all the faculty and you know local business leaders and everybody could go hang out, raise some funds. And the theme was Vegas. The outrage is because someone showed up with some kind of sugar, and they chopped it up and made it look like cocaine. So there was fake cocaine at a Vegas-themed event. I guess they went, they went full on in with the Vegas theme. And then someone took some pictures of it and ended up online. And then so now there's pictures of like local like community leaders like snorting fake cocaine that floated around there. And people are up in arms about I mean, it apparently. This is, I mean, people need to get a fucking sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, How hilarious is that? What a great idea if you're throwing a party. Yeah. That's just stupidity. That probably has to do with religion. That's, that's somebody who's crippled by religion. It's so dumb. And they raised thirty thousand dollars. From what I I read that story, and yeah, it was just shy of thirty thousand. They folded up the sugar and sold it as a quarter of a gram each. Can you imagine? <laughs> if there were real cocaine, they would have made way more than thirty thousand. Way more money. That's worth uh, worth mentioning. Well, this is what happened: is two of the parents that were there got offended, took some pictures, and put it up. So really, it's Gross. just narks. It's you know what? I realized this yesterday because I was in Whole Foods because I need oil of oregano because I'm dying. I, Whole Foods <laughs> is the most, no one knows how to say excuse me ever. It's unbelievable, Whole Foods. And I realize that I don't hate babies at all or children. It's the parents that are hideous. Oh, it's not a one-year-old. They're horrible. A pram or carriage the size of a fucking Toyota Camry. No, no one says excuse me. Baby strollers <gasps> are diesel lately. The last like three or four years, people buy the, they have the same tires hideous as bicycles. parents and people. Like, yeah. It's, it's always parents. <laughs> Lines of Domino sugar. They thin it with cocaine. What are you in, kindergarten? <laughs> fucking idiot. Kindergartners are more fun. You were getting oil of oregano? <laughs> oil of oregano. Wait, that's what you took from that conversation? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Isn't that... That's don't we have to go back to that? I mean, can we move on to why someone Because my nose hasn't been clear for six months, so I'm trying to drink oil of oregano. It's oil of oregano clears the, clears the nose? You put it in, like, Do a green drink. Do you snort it, or do you... No, uh, I put it in oh. my green juice. 
and then it clears the. It's supposed it's to clear like, the it's like a corpse had been dead for two days and then vomited somehow <laughs> by reflex. It's the, the green juice. Like the that vomit is like a McDonald's shake compared to green juice. Really? Because oil, oil and oregano sounds kind of delicious, but it's, you're saying it's in, disgusting. In it burns. It's like they put acid in it. It, it burns. It's a very specific. I want to get back to your Whole Foods hatred for a second because I love Whole this. Foods. You don't want to talk more about oil of oregano. It's love hate. No, I really don't want to talk about more oil of oregano. Whole Foods is love hate. The thing is, it's the parents who they moved to Brooklyn ten years ago. They met, they fucked, they had a kid, and then they decided instead of moving back to Nebraska or Ohio like you fucking should, they decided to try to stay in New York. Yeah, I mean those assholes because the baby is half white and half Asian, so they're more comfortable (laughs) in New York. So go to San Francisco or something. Get the hell out of here. At least that one could get cast as Milan. Yeah. Okay, here's another outrage thing that I keep seeing all over the place. Like, friends of mine in their 30s that have, like, toddlers, there's a craze where, like, a little two-year-old or one-year-old boy has hair like one of the women on Designing Women. Like, this is a new thing where they don't cut little boys' hair, and nobody knows what gender it is. Then the parent gets annoyed when, like, oh, look at, like, what is the the name? Oh, my God, Geronimo. That was this kid's name. Swear on my eyes. If this person hears this uh, show, they're going to get pissed what? off at you and pissed off at me for talking uh, about this. She probably doesn't even know what a podcast is. <laughs> she has a child named Well, she Ger- doesn't because the brainwave, she's afraid the brainwaves would hurt her. <laughs> her she Geronimo's doesn't want to turn on the computer because Geronimo's brain will be dead. Geronimo, and the hair is like, oh, God, I'm trying to think of somebody who has that kind of hairstyle today. Kind of like Jennifer Aniston in The Friends Are If It Were Bleached White. <laughs> but like a cheap... Version of Listen, that. my child is gender neutral. I do not define this my child by gender. gender fluidity shit is on my last nerve. Oh, dude. You and me both, dude. It's I- insane. So back to the... Whole Foods. No, back to the fake oh. cocaine in New Zealand. Oh, right. Oh. Okay. So this one here... We have to do verdicts here, and this is obviously just... The problem was when they did it off the the, the school t- the school principal's tits. That really <laughs> got people upset. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they went they went full into with it. They had like they had like razors and they had like mirrors and shit to make yeah. it look like it was like a you know an accurate representation of I guess Vegas life. Okay, what was this event for again? Straight up, just fundraising for the school apparently. Fundraiser for the school. I imagine it was for the school, but like yeah, the, it was for the school. It was the Las yeah. Vegas theme, and so they had like gambling. You know, what but is it was, like, the school? Money. It's it, like a regular school. Like yeah. I assume a public a, school. A public God, high it's school. It's gotta be a public high school. Yeah. I mean, you know, I guess they're always gonna go. I think it was a grade school. Wasn't it a grade school? Well, that would have made it funnier if it was like a preschool or kindergarten. I think it was a grade school. I think it was grade school. A grade school. Which is one of the reasons why there was. Yeah. How many children were at the party? Was it none? It was an adult-only event. That's exactly what I thought. There were no children at the party. Yeah. So, and uh, the only way I can see people getting mad is if they're saying like, "Oh, the school is condoning drug use indirectly or something." But like, eh, fuck you guys. These are couples who haven't touched one another since since. The first year of marriage. <laughs> yeah. He cheats. Yeah. She pretends not to notice. She gained 48 pounds. And yeah. In a couple of years, though, she'll lose it and she'll bang the, the pool boy The only time they have fun him, so. is by doing fake cocaine at a school fundraiser. I mean, that's, no, they're complaining about it. It's because they have, they're not complaining about what's really bothering, what the problem is. Ooh, that's an interesting angle. They're projecting their anger for sure, their own lives on somebody else's fun. Else fucking do. That's it an feels good to get outraged. It feels good to like. There is a perverse enjoyment. It feels better to laugh. It yeah, feels right. better to have an ice cream sundae or go to McDonald's. It does. It feels better. It does. Outrage is not like it's good if you never let it out, and then finally do. 
But then, you Find know. your vice. Bothering other people and trying to ruin their fun should not be your vice. Find a drug you like. That's okay. the that's, heart that's of advice. all outrage is that you feel better about, you feel like morally superior. Yes. And it lets you, yes. you know. So when you it knock somebody else down, it, it right. somehow, by default, you think it raises you up. But really, you just right. look like a raging dickhead. So the fake cocaine people, here's the thing. <laughs> if they wanted, to have a real, <laughs> they wanted to have a real Vegas event, where were the hookers? That's Wait, my question. Yeah, where were oh, the fake hookers? Yeah. Where were the fake hookers? Like or peanut butter and chocolate. Well, actually, what, what would a fake hooker what, what a fake Cocaine hooker be? and hookers is what it's all about. Yeah. Well, Just no, what's the clad women who aren't actually oh, going to have the sex lunch with ladies? <laughs> oh Jesus! You got a you got fifty dollars oh. of a good time. <laughs> I'll give you a sloppy Joe for five dollars. <laughs> Don't handle. I'll tell all you our specials today. <laughs> it's my twat. Pizza's an extra fifty cents. Oh man, that's a horrible image of my lunch ladies, scantily clad. With a garter. Anyway, that's uh, having childhood flashbacks, and they're not pleasant. So I'm not mm. jacking off for the rest of the week. They could just put the hairnet onto their we, we, stockings, you know. We, we gotta do a, a verdicure as always. This one is straight up fake outrage. These people are not outraged about this. I think Frank Hill right on the head. It's it's just people that are mad in general. That if it was, they would have found something to bitch about if it wasn't fake cocaine. They would have found something to be it's mad. Very about. hipster. Yeah. Be angry about everything. And outrage is universal because this one's all the way from New Zealand. And they raised thirty thousand oh, dollars. True, it's you know, they, These schools yeah. are have more money to spend on the kids. You got to make it fun. We'll knock that one out there at fake outrage. Mm. And so before we go, we always give our guests the opportunity. Now you already let, let out a little bit here in the show, but is there anything <laughs> you're 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 super mad about, Frank, that you want to let off some outrage on today? Oh boy, do I hear it too. Bicyclists, bike riders. Bike oh, riders I see. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about this. Boy, I saw your oh post boy, today oh boy. About this. And you know, I've been seriously. I what three years ago a cyclist at two in the morning shot out into traffic going the wrong way against the light and went through my windshield and it turned my life upside down for months with legal shit and insanity in Williamsburg Brooklyn the hub of hipsterdom the <laughs> cyclists one of them uh, almost ran over my dog and me on the sidewalk they shoot somebody was said it yesterday on, or today or? that was three or four days ago okay shoot through all the stop signs and lights i posted about it on facebook and one cyclist said stop signs are more dangerous for a bike rider because you lose inertia i'm like so if somebody's walking across the street with a baby carriage it's better for you to swerve what if they pause like you don't make sense <laughs> my niece and i were standing on the sidewalk with another friend of mine my friend justin the three of us in kind of a triangle and a guy carrying these big buckets of water went up onto the sidewalk with his bike and rode through the three of us. It was actually insane. It was nuts. My friend Justin goes, man, you're not supposed to even be on the sidewalk. And this guy turns around and screamed out, fuck you, you have nothing else to fucking worry about. A fucking fuck. Oh, he accused you of fake outrage. He accused us of fake outrage. <laughs> everyone, everyone. Oh, my God. I feel like our complaints this have been very Brooklyn. So I'm with my niece, who's 23, and he lets out the string of obscenities and... I'm thinking to myself, yeah, real easy for him to curse at us like that when he's riding away on a bike. And then I see him pull over to the side. And it was like something took over. It was like the time when I met you. <laughs> I like walked around the corner. My niece and my friend are standing there, and I walked away from them. And I see him. And the second he sees me, he goes, don't touch me. Don't come near me. Don't touch me. Well, you're and probably he, a bigger dude than him, right? Because you're. But the thing is, like, dude, I so. forget what I look like. I forget that I'm intimidating to people, but yeah. I know it by now because of stand up, yeah. you have to address it. So I was the one time in my life I used it. I was like Bluto from Popeye with rabies in front of this <laughs> right. guy. Like, yeah, for our listeners, like, Frank has a big beard. He's like, pretty jacked. Like 300 yeah. if he was a little more fat. Mm -hmm. 
So this guy's like, don't touch me, you fucking asshole, don't touch me. And I was like, you almost hit my niece with your bike, man. I wasn't even, I wasn't even like being a dick. And there's people like watching because it's like a sandwich eating area. And I was like, you almost hit my niece with your bike. It's, this is not, fuck you, you fucking asshole. And he just turned around and walked away. It's like, that would have been an eye for an eye, motherfucker. Turned around and walked away. And then he's still cursing at me when I'm walking away. And I turned back around and I said, you know, you have a really big mouth. So he trips over his bike and he trips over one of his buckets of water tries to lift it up and can't because it's a big Home Depot cement thing and throws it at me. <laughs> Wait, he, he Whoa, threw a this bucket shit got of, serious. He threw a bucket of water at me. Wait, now, let me ask you. Why was he carrying a bucket Because he was watering flowers. No, wait, did, did he throw West the whole... West Village, like, community... No, did he fling the water from the bucket at you or he did, tried did it get you wet or the, the whole bucket No, 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 he tried to toss the bucket of water at me and it was too heavy for his <laughs> frame, <laughs> so it kind of splashed on my hip a little bit. That's and I looked hilarious. down... This, this is all happening in seconds, and there was a giant bucket of water in front of me, and I picked up the whole thing. I sprained my, it was not as easy as it felt in the moment because I hurt my hand, and I, I was like, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> and I doused him in water, and people laughed. I even, by the time I got it up high, I was laughing because it was insanity. <laughs> and I turned around, and he screamed, and I turned oh around God. and walked away and did not look back. And then when I got around the corner, I was like, let's go, run. I was like, go, go. Because I didn't know if he was going to attack me. Yeah. I or if won without using my fist. And up on the, on the internet and then, you know. I just you didn't know. Yeah, I it's... thought he was going to physically attack me. I'm afraid. He was little, but I don't fight. I threw water on the man. Oh, dude, I had a Muay Thai instructor who was 5'4 when I was in college. So you don't know who people you are never know. when he it comes to fighting. That's why I try not to start shit with anybody. Jesus. That's pretty fucking funny. So, cyclists. By the way, you're not the first guest cyclists. to bitch about cyclists yep. on the show. Sam Haft also a few months ago Sam came Haft. on and <laughs> he complained fun. about it. He's oh, he's one of those people who's so funny that it makes me angry. It's like, how I do you do it. that? Like, yeah, he he's great. He's such a We're good guy. Gonna have him on again soon. Yeah, he bitched about cyclists too. So there seems to be a theme. Oh, and they try and defend it. Theme. That argument. Oh, well, it's more dangerous to stop at a stop sign or. They shoot through all of the traffic laws in Williamsburg, and it's, it really is dangerous. Well, though. they go opposite of traffic in the street. They go on the just sidewalk. Constant. Yeah, they're never held to any fucking They don't even, like, standards. pause when someone when it's dangerous, when somebody's walking. They're really, really, and then they flip you off. What do people mean when they say it's more dangerous? I, I, I'm not sure what, what, what are they saying. In other words, he was saying if he was speeding and doing 38 miles per hour on a bike, it would be more dangerous because of the inertia. And I said, so stop. he's saying he shouldn't have to stop. So he shouldn't stop at a stop sign or a oh, road. That's uh, weird. That, said, that's a guy that's who accidentally ridiculous. squeezed his front brake once right. and, and ate one. I said, stop because and listen to yourself. So you're saying the traffic laws yeah. that are put in place, actually, like, it's safer for you to shoot through them than to follow them for everyone's safety. And then don't be going at 30 miles an hour. That's not. Yeah. What you're saying is you Let's hope that more blow. cyclists play in more traffic. I hope that cyclists <laughs> drive drunk. <laughs> where children play. <laughs> We're going to end on that fantastic note. Uh, hit us up anytime you'd like online at thefakeoutrageaport at gmail.com or on Twitter at fakeoutragerept. And you can follow Frank online at Frankaholic on Instagram or frankliotti slash comedian Facebook. There we go. Thanks for listening, everybody. Go take a drink, ride a bike. Peace and love. <laughs>